So you know when you record those podcasts and about 150 times throughout the episode, you're like, I'm going to have to listen to this one 30 times. It's that good. That is today's podcast. So let me share some nuggets of just the notes. I took two pages of notes while recording and while listening, and I'm not going to read them all to you, but let me give you a taste and a flavor of what you're going to get in today's podcast. Did you make $20,000 a year as a seven-year-old to start your entrepreneurship journey? Uh, how having a million dollars of debt at the age of 20 changed the game. How getting fixated on a business created seven figures of debt that I just referenced. How ideas don't matter. Have you transitioned from being an entrepreneur to a business owner? How entrepreneurship is a drug. The difference between entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and advisors. Do you have a sitting period to validate your ideas? Have you ever bought air in a jar with a pretty funny story around that one? The real secrets to getting to seven figures and beyond. The only two paths that you can take as an entrepreneur. The most important question that you can ask yourself three times a day to succeed. Don't make any decisions until you're neutral. How getting coached by Richard Branson changed an addiction to entrepreneurship. How eliminating goals skyrocketed results. And if you don't reverse engineer how you're going to spend your time, it will be taken away from you and no sustainable results will ever be created. How bubble baths are the secret to becoming a decamillionaire. How alignment is a silent whisper that you must listen to with acute hearing. Do you watch the invisible string in your life? And if you don't lose it all at least once, you are missing out. And so here's my recommendation. Listen and listen a few times. And if you pick up any nuggets in today's episode, share it with a friend because this one is loaded. You share it with a couple entrepreneurs, they are going to skyrocket their business and their results with what's shared in today's episode. So I won't keep you in the intro any longer. I love you. I appreciate you. So here's the intro and here's the podcast. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And I am stoked because today I get to hang out with my twin, my ball brother, <laughs> big beard, beautiful glasses, husband, father, entrepreneur, somebody that I actually highly respect. I get a little jealous of his brain, but you might know him as Scott Oldford or Omnipresence or the ROI or the Nuclear Effect or the Modern Business Academy. But just like me, he has his hands in everything and stands for consciousness and connection and care, is vulnerable, is authentic, and I couldn't think of a better person to have on the show. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome the incredible Scott Oldford to the show. So Scott, welcome to the show. What a great introduction. That was, that was one of the best. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, excited to jam on whatever we get ourselves into today. I know. I, 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 we were laughing. I wish I hit record. We were bonding over our beards, our bald heads, fathership, and then he proceeded to dribble a drink down his chin, which would have made the best B-roll clip ever, and I missed it. Would have been best. And so, yeah. yeah, and just for context, I believe most of my audience knows who you are, but one of my... <laughs> One of my favorite things that I read is that 
your first foray into entrepreneurship was selling eggs at seven years old. Yep. And then making yep. like it was 10 G's. 20 gram. 20, 20 gram. 20. Yeah, well, 20. Well, t- it was, it was kind of like into the second year that I made like 20, just about 20 grand Canadian. Um, and uh, yeah, my dad just brought home some chickens. We were on an acreage, you know, my dad brought home some, some chickens, like literally like tiny little chicklets. And I was like, well, why don't we get more of these? And like, I don't know, sell some of them. And then two years later, we end up with like hundreds of chickens. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was like a fun, it was like me, me and my pop, my grandfather, um, we, we really bonded and had a good time doing that. Uh, I think he did more than I did, but you know, I somehow ended up with the money. Um, but <laughs> that's sort of the, 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 kind of what happened in my life overall in general. So, uh, but it, it was fun. It was, it was a, it was a good way to learn marketing and sales and delivery and all those types of things. I fun. feel like, I feel like that alone collapses so much of my brain where I'm like, you basically just had a 23 year head start on me. If I'm doing the math correctly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense because I like to be fully honest and I'll be really, I'll be really blown yeah. with you. Since the day that I found you, we met connected, I don't know, four years ago or so. Every time yep. I saw you post, I was so jealous of the, the sciencey, like structury side of your brain. Cause I'm like, yep, that makes so much sense. I can't do that. I'm just like a right. vomited on the wall and I'll get you there, but I can't tell you what structure or what systems. And it took so much work to learn like models yeah. and processes. And so it takes a while. Have you always like kind of thought like that? Because I feel like everything I ever see from you, I yeah. look at it and I'm like, this is a masterpiece. Like I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. It, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. I think, um, well, you know, I'm 31 now. Okay. Right. So, so I, I was an entrepreneur literally since the time I feel like I could breathe. <laughs> and so I think some people come out of the womb just being an entrepreneur. Like they just straight up, like come out of the womb. And uh, my son's 10 weeks old uh, tomorrow. And, and like there's just certain things he come out of the womb. And he's like, I'm like, oh, like I already get part of his personality already. Like he just came out that way. And then there's part that's nurture, of course. And, So I think part of it is, and I think it's really important to realize this, which is like who I am is who I am. And I just sort of came onto the planet with a certain level of, I don't want to say skill set, but like a way of seeing things a certain way. And I think that that's really important when you go to compare. Well, I don't think you should ever compare yourself, but when you go to compare yourself, you're like, all right, here's what I'm good at. And here's what other people are good at. And then I can get good at it. I get good at certain things. Um, but, but maybe not as easily. And so I think I was always like that strategist in my mind and, but not necessarily from like a super intellectual side, more of like business is my art, right? Like, like when, when you have that feeling of like, wow, that's a masterpiece. That's pretty much how I feel as well. Alongside of, okay, on to the next one or it kind of sucks. I'm just going to keep it there and go on to the next thing. But, but there is this sense of like when I write a post or when I do a video or when I uh, construct a, a business or I create a strategy, I'm like, oh, now it's out of me. I'm so glad that's out of me. And let me get on to the next one. And, um, and so I think it's a large, I think a large part of it's the amount of experience I've had mm-hmm. and just repetition, repetition, repetition over and over and over and over. It's just like, it's impossible not to get good at something when you've been doing it for like 20 years. Yeah, man. Or you should give up. Or you should give up if you're not good at that point. You should probably give up. 
Yeah, and I think that's such an interesting concept. And I'm actually going to start selfishly asking some questions because I'm already like finding the through lines. I'm like, oh, that's an yep. undertow that I want to know. And so, yeah, you know, w- when we think about this lens of like repetition and, and reps and practice and things like that, you're like, oh, I'm so glad that's out of me. It also sounds yeah. like you have this proclivity to not have this like codependent relationship on what you create which I feel like gives you this vision to see like what works and what doesn't. Was it always that way? Or was that like a skill set that you had to develop? Yeah. Uh, You know, so when I was the reason that I ended up, so I ended up a million dollars in debt by the time I was 21. So I was, you know, I had a a million dollar business by the time I was 16. I was not a millionaire. I had a million dollar business being a millionaire, two totally different things. We can talk about that a different time, but um, so, so, you know, but I had a lot of momentum. I had good cash flow, these different types of things, ended up a million dollars in debt. The reason I ended up a million dollars in debt is because I got fixated on a business. Okay. So, so, and I'll just, I don't talk about this business very much, but it was, I still own the trademark. It's called ads on the move. Okay. And the whole premise was, uh, you've got a car, it's sitting out there doing nothing. It's not making you any money. It's actually costing you money. What would happen if we paid you $250 to put advertising that was pre-selected based upon your taste from a brand on your car? Now, I built this whole thing. Like, I mean, I had 14 team members. We were building this. We had contracts. We had investment. I had, I don't know, a million dollars of my own capital into this. And I got fixated on it. And that's the reason I ended up a million dollars in debt. Because uh, like Kevin O'Leary says, you got to figure out, sometimes you got to go and take your ideas and put them behind the shed and, and, and let them go. <laughs> and I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to do that. I got fixated on it to the point where I took out debt and I took out um, just, just, I made dumb decisions from my ego because I wanted that to happen. And that taught me that like no idea, the ideas don't matter. All right. Ideas really don't matter. Um, you know, I believe as a collective consciousness, an idea is probably given to a million people at once, you know, across the planet. Okay. And so the universe, my belief is the universe has something that it wants to have inside of this reality. It gives that idea to a million, two million, five million people. Some people toss it out right away. Some people pursue it. And it's, you know, look at Facebook. So many people, I mean, there was MySpace. So many people try to create a social network. And so it requires the right marketing, the right sales, the right operations, the right team, the right mindset, the right financials all that thing to create something that's successful, whether or not you look at Facebook and see it as successful today or what it'll be in the future is, is regardless, it became one of the top businesses in the world because it, but it was only an idea. And so that, when I was 19 to 21, that taught me ideas don't matter. The execution matters. And once I have the feeling, it's, it's like, it's like a poop. I got to get out. You know what I mean? And, 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 and so when I get, once it's out, then it is, okay, how do I structure this now so it can live without me, which is something entrepreneurs don't have a really great time with because entrepreneurs are great starters, curable operators, um, and, and even worse scalers a lot of the time. And so, uh, so a long answer with a story to the answer that is no, I wasn't always like that, but that really helped me understand, okay, you know what? Let me not be attached to ideas let me like just have fun doing my craft. Yeah, man, I love that. Like one of yeah. the things that I love about you and why like I, I've been a fan since the first time we connected is I love your humility, but also your transparency and like watching your growth and watching your journey. And I feel like I've been I've been gifted the ability to notice that like over time and how you share about those lessons and that ego. 
But like, do you now, like where you currently are now, and we'll get into what you're doing because it's a beautiful, beautiful ecosystem. I think, would you, would you call it your, your equity triangle? What is that? Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely, I would say that it's, it's, uh, it's my, you know, web of consciousness. I don't know. I haven't figured out a name for it yet. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm there. sure it'll only be a matter of time where I'm like, how the fuck did he think about that genius name? And there we go. You're going to, you're going to poop it out. Uh, if it was, if it was a genius name, it was my wife, not me. Yeah. Any of my whenever, names whenever are terrible. You poop that, whenever you poop that one out, shoot me a text and let me know what it is so I can give you some edification. Cause I'm like a massive, <laughs> massive fan. But now that. like, now, like 20 plus years of entrepreneurship, 31, started at seven and looking back, like you have your hands in a lot of pots and you've learned the lessons of like riding it till it dies. Like I think the whole like the captain goes down with the ship is silly. I'm like, why don't you just get on a lifeboat and sail another ship? Yeah. Right. But I had yeah. to learn those lessons as well. But now yeah. where you are looking back, like what's your current like barometer of like, how do you measure that? Like when you get the idea out of like, does this one belong behind the shed or does this one... <laughs> Can I give this one a little input? Can I give it some boom for some NOS or something like that? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So, so one of the things that I really had to, that I'm still working on very much is transitioning from being an entrepreneur. So first it was a transition from being an entrepreneur to a business owner. Mm. Um, and I talk about this in my book, The Nuclear Effect. And I also talk about it in my upcoming book, Million in the Red, which is going to be releasing in December of 2022. Um, actually just literally finished the manuscript, 83,000 words this morning. Jesus, congratulations. And thank you. And um, so, so the first transition is from entrepreneur to business owner. Now you can take one of these. Sometimes you're just automatically an investor and not a, not an entrepreneur. It doesn't, you don't necessarily, but if we were an entrepreneur, so first you got to get good at being a business owner. Okay. Which is really hard because because entrepreneurship is about decisions, dopamine, serotonin, just like the go, 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 go like this, the entrepreneurship is, 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 uh, very much in willful and intuitive consciousness, right? Like you intuit, you, you feel your gut, then you make decisions and then you go and you get things done. And then a business owner is more like intellectual intuitive. And this is one, another one of the models I have around levels of consciousness for business, which I'm also releasing, um, uh, a, a kind of in-depth guide with Frederick Dotson, which, which built the levels of consciousness framework. And he's, 30 years doing consciousness research. And, and so, so, so the business owner is very, very different. And then you have an investor and advisor. And so I'm an amazing entrepreneur. I'm a pretty darn good business owner. I'm becoming a good advisor and I'm probably, um, well, I'll put it this way until I, my net worth is a hundred million. Uh, and I got a couple more years to get there. I would say that I'm not a good investor yet, but I'm getting there. So, but here's, here's the difference is, is, is I now identify it being an advisor and investor before an entrepreneur. Okay. Now this was massive difference. This was a massive change in the way I saw the world. Okay. It's because an investor makes very few decisions very slowly and then waits on those decisions and don't change up on those decisions quickly. Now that, that doesn't work for an entrepreneur. If an entrepreneur made very few decisions, their business wouldn't get anywhere. The, you know, starting off or really, you know, anywhere else. And so today, uh, being an advisor, being an investor is a very, very, very different skill set that again, I'm working on every single day that I'm getting better with every single day. Um, but I had to evolve past being an entrepreneur because entrepreneur means a very 
specific level of consciousness that's required and very specific way of life that's required even. You know, the amount of hours you work, the amount of how you manage things. And um, and so that that created this natural progression of when I see an idea, I say, okay, I don't want to start anything anymore. Okay. Because I, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. Like I, I'm, I just really, I just feel done starting things. Um, so when I have an idea, I'm like, okay, cool. I have an idea. I like that. Is there something out there I can buy to get the momentum right from the get go? Right. Is there someone I can go and buy a percentage of the company? I don't want to run it. I don't want to do it. I, I want them to run it, but I know that that's a good idea. Can I put the capital? Can I put the audience? Can I put the, 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 the mentorship and advisory behind something to make that happen so that I don't have to sort of burst this, right? I just kind of like, I feel like I'm out of birth, like I'm done birthing, at least right now. Might have and, been um, 83,000 word manuscript, but you know. Right, well, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I, I like birthing creative projects of like words and video and those types of things. Yeah. But when it comes to like businesses, um, I've just come to realize that, 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 that's not my, that's not the reason I'm here anymore. Mm. That's, that's not the reason I'm here. And, and it's also not really even, you know, I work like 15 hours a week. So, so that doesn't work. You can't do, you can't do a startup on 15 hours a week. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I'm all about like the anti-hustle thing, but like there is a time in your life where you have to put the work in and 15 hours ain't going to do shit. Yep. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool, sweet. Let me, let me advise the person who's ready to spend 60 hours a week in the next five years, figuring this shit out and getting it all done. And like that type of thing. And, and that's where I found myself, but I've put in my 23 years to be able to get there. Um, and I don't think that that place is great. Like I, you gotta be kind of good to be an advisor and investor. And if not, you'll lose your shirt. Yep. But that's how I look That that's more so how now I look at what I want to do. And then I've also defined, all right, these are the things that I'm going to be focused on. Everything else, doesn't matter how sexy it is, take a hike. Yep. These are the only things I want to do. Um, and then when I find something that's outside of that, I let it sit for a while. So I'm, I'm, I'm part, uh, I'm starting up, a, well, I'm not starting, I'm advising uh, a water company right now because I want, why? Because water is going to be more expensive. The goal in 30 years and, and, and because I want to secure water for my family and I want to secure water for, uh, 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 I want great tasting water, right? That's just a personal interest. That's just, mm -hmm. I'm just having fun with that, right? But, uh, but, but that's now more along the lines of, all right, you know, intuitively I've loved water for years. Let me kind of like understand it a little bit more. Yeah, man. I, Anyways, I, that's a, another another long, long, long spiel about. I prefer about that your yet, long but, spiels because I'm yeah. I'm a marketer, so I love the stories. It helps with the context. But <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a longer question as you sip your beautiful H2O. As I'm like laughing, as the water boy quotes are like screaming through for, my head. 40, right now. 40, 40, 40 year, uh, aged 44 years. This one is aged for. Oh my uh, god, you're gonna have to tell me where to get that so I can try it because like I. I'm, I'll send you the link. I'm I'll that guy link. that owned a coffee company. So I'm like, okay, what's the world's most expensive coffee? Because I just have to try it to see what all the hype is about. So, yep. but I did, yep. I did. This is a completely different tangent, but I did watch this incredible documentary uh, about like a water bar in like LA where they have like <laughs> all this sourced water. And my mind was it's amazing. Blown, blown. It's amazing. I, 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 I just, um, you know, I just ordered one that uh, they literally go out and uh, they, they, they got to go out for like 50 days and literally collect the iceberg and then they bring it back and you're literally, you know, drinking icebergs. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's both sides of that, which 
I don't really know if we need to be really drinking icebergs, but it's nice to try it. I wouldn't be drinking it all the time, but but I, it is interesting. I'm laughing because it reminds me, what was it during when the whole world shut down, people started selling air in jars and everybody was like, oh, oh yeah, they're killing it. I bought some. I bought some. I saw face. I saw Facebook ad, and I was like, "Listen, so I bought this before COVID. I bought this back in like 2019. I saw this ad, and these guys are selling air from 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 Banff in Canada. I'm from I'm Canadian, and so I go. I buy some of this air. I bought like 250 dollars worth of air because I'm like, fuck. I, I like let's see what this air is about. And I'm like, I'll support a fellow entrepreneur selling air, and uh, and I get it. And I was like, this is gonna catch on. And I'm like, you what? And at the time, it was like a little startup. And it blew up. And I was like, of course it's gonna like people and you know what's hilarious? I was in Colorado at a wedding, and and at the wedding, there's fucking air can- canisters because we're up so high. Yeah. From the company. And I'm like, hey, here we are selling air. Here we are selling air. Yeah. My wife, my wife gets mad at me. She's like, what are all these boxes? I was like, Well, I saw an entrepreneur and the ad was good <laughs> and I believe in them. And she's like, What are we gonna do with all this stuff? I'm like, I just donate it or I give it away. And I was like, But yep. I do the same thing. Yep. There's a there's That's a funny so story. I've actually never told the story, but you'll probably appreciate this. My wife and I <laughs> this is like early on in my entrepreneurial days, like 2011. And my wife and I were laying in bed when we were dating. And for whatever reason, we couldn't sleep and we had the TV on and an infomercial came on for bacon bowls. And bacon bowl. I was a food blogger, right? So I was a food blogger in the paleo world. So I use bacon all the time and I didn't have my wallet with me. I was at her house and I was like, Hey, can I borrow your credit card real quick? I want to buy <laughs> one of those bacon bowls. And it was like, uh, it was like two bacon bowls or like $11 or something. And then I went to the website. I bought them all. We were laying in bed. And the next morning she's like, what the fuck did you spend $180 on last night? And I was like, bacon bowls. And she's like, why? <laughs> And I was like, because every upsell that came, I actually believed it. And then we showed up and we had 48 bacon bowls show up to the house. <laughs> and I only ever used them once because they were horrible. But I totally oh. like fell into that trap and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. I'm like one of those guys. I'm same. I like, I buy every upsell and just yep. like, give it to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I love a good upsell. Me and my wife, we love a good upsell. Give me an upsell, cross sell, down sell. Give me all the sells. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the sucker with the Amex ready to buy. Yep. And if they're um, good, like if they're aligned, I'll go from like, yeah. oh, I'm breaking this down to, oh, I'm going to support you because this one's actually yeah. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. My accountant loves it at the end of the year. He's like, yeah. What's this? I was like, mi- miscellaneous? Uh, research? <laughs> Can we put that in the research category? And she, and they're R&D. like, what were you researching? I'm like, marketing funnels, upsells, <laughs> copy, you know, like, oh yeah, we've had some very interesting conversations come tax time. So uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. One of the questions I have, and, and I love this about you, like you've talked about a few times already, uh, like I work 15 hours a week, you know, I have my day very intentionally scheduled, but you also, on the other hand, talk about how much do you invest in yourself and like your thinking yeah. time and that stuff. And I feel like that's a, that's an art that's missed. I, I watch like an entrepreneurship in your definition specifically, like living off this dopamine and the external validation yeah. that comes from it and, and almost being like a byproduct or reactive to what's happening versus shifting that mindset to being in the driver's seat. So like, what does that look like for you? Because you might quote unquote work on a business for 15 hours a week, but I know you work like 30 plus hours a week on yourself and presence and consciousness. And so yeah. when did that yeah. become a big priority for you? And like, how do you prioritize that now? 
Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, if you want to get the, if you want to get the seven figures, it, it mostly about, you know, it's a lot about market fit and getting your marketing. I mean, most getting the seven figures is marketing and sales. If we're, if we're talking most businesses. And then if you want to get multiple seven figures, it's delivery and operations and team. And if you want to go beyond that, it's all mindset. Yep. Um, pretty much the whole thing is mindset. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, there are things in between that are mindset driven and that will stop you. But like I had, I didn't have a lot of the mindset blocks that I see of most, most entrepreneurs have because I never had a nine to five. I had amazing parents that never told me no, um, which had both benefits and, you know, not so good benefits. Um, but you know, the biggest one, the biggest one for me was definitely the, the, the wounded parts of me that, you know, was a, was a kid that was 360 pounds that were bullied when yeah. I was a teenager. Um, the desire and the, the want to have, have influence solely because of influence, uh, solely because of significance, not because I actually wanted to like spread some wonderful message. Um, and so I've spent a lot of time dissecting that over the last, whoever knows, I mean, really since 2017 and the, the beauty with entrepreneurship is once you're successful, you either become depressed or you kind of end up going down this road of spirituality and consciousness and understanding yourself. Like there, there's only really only a, there's only two paths from my experience. Um, and because once you have enough money to be able to sit by yourself and not have to worry about anything, you start thinking and those thoughts start to become dangerous because you start looking at what was and what has been and why you look at the world a certain way. And then you either suppress that information or you become curious on that information. You spend a lot of time on that. Uh, so I spent a lot of time on that and, you know, now I probably don't spend as much time on that, um, because I feel like at least to this current level, I have a good understanding of, of, of my belief system. I have a good understanding of what works for me. And I've, you know, done the thousands upon thousands of hours of therapy and hypnotherapy and personal development and so on and so forth. That doesn't mean that it doesn't, uh, continue to happen, but I'm far more like tapped in, in the moment, um, than I ever been. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that, uh, on a personal development perspective, um, I think the most impactful to give something that's like really useful that I think everybody should do is like three times a day, be, ask yourself like, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Mm -hmm. Like have it on your phone. And I, honestly, the more times you ask yourself this, the more, the, the bigger the result's going to be, right? And so like uh, my, my day now is a lot different than it used to be. Um, I, I wake up at uh, like six uh, so that uh, my wife can, so, Arrow, my, my kiddo, he wakes up and this is probably going to change by the time that this podcast is out there, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm not, it's not, it's sketch in stone, but he generally wakes up at six. I take him for like two, two and a half hours so that Libby can sleep. Uh, like have an extra nap. Uh, I go back over and I, then I come over for like two hours of phone calls each day. And then that's really my work. My work time is like two hours in the morning, two to three hours in the morning. And then I do basically two hours of phone calls maximum a day. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not like thinking about things. That doesn't mean that I'm not like, like excited about things. It doesn't mean that I'm not like, you know, when I say working as like, all right, cool, sweet. I'm like dialed in. Here's mm -hmm. what I'm essentially doing. And, and, and like, that's really the maximum, um, you know, in the current uh, world, but that doesn't include the, you know, time I meditated before this and shaved my head, uh, before this podcast, 
Uh, that doesn't include a lot of the, you know, when I w go out for a, a ride in my car, that doesn't include all the time that I just like am taking the information that I've absorbed and becoming neutral with it. So one of the things that I also say, I'm trying to give things that are here are actually valuable. Uh, one of the things that's very important that I've come to see is very important in my life. I no longer make any decisions until I'm neutral. Meaning that if I, it was a yes or a no, it didn't matter to me. It did it like just, it just does not matter to me. And so when you have charge behind something, so I'll also not talk about something on social media until it, it no longer, if it has any charge, if I'm trying to prove something or I have charge behind something, I just, nah, I don't need to talk about that right now. Right. And so uh, the, 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 the truth for me has been when things become neutral and the clear uh, and the way is clear, that is now when I take action. I do not take action any other time until I can find neutrality. And I, that's been very powerful in my life. It's made me make a lot, much better decision maker. Uh, there's no FOMO. There's no proving. It's it just I am um, making decisions that I feel is more aligned with the universe as well. Yeah, man. I. <laughs> oh, this is why we get along so well. I, I love that because I feel like entrepreneurship is the easiest addiction to hide in. And... <sighs> No matter which way yeah. you slice it, you're gonna get what you're looking for. But oh, yeah. I, I said that you are gonna you 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 are. I mean, the relationship I was in before Libby. Um, I mean, you know, I I went from a million dollars in debt to, you know, not being a million dollars in debt, but I still worked the same amount that I was a million dollars in debt, and um, which isn't good. You can't sustain that for a long period of time. Like that that that's not good for you. And then you get you just you just get pumped up on every supplement and and nootropic and uh, everything else and I, like i'm not against that um i'm not against microdosing i'm not against anything like everything has seasons everything has a season but like you, you can't get stuck in the season and you can get very addicted to like the hustle and grind because it's like this feedback loop where like the more you hustle the more you grind the more money you make the more people like you the more people want to be around you and you're like you just keep on doing it but then at some point you're gonna be like well why am i actually doing this like what am i actually doing this for and so like in 2020, in 2019, it was my, like, I remember 2018 was my first million dollar month in revenue. And uh, I was like, well, that's fucking crazy. Like, like that's fucking wild. And, you know, it was, it was you know, you know, this way you have a goal. And then one of my goals was to have a million dollar month and goals suck because they, they, the goal is only good until you get there. And then three days and then after that, it sucks. You got to get a new one or you get depressed. <clears throat> and so, that business did about 14 million and in, in, in 16 months. And uh, one of the most depressing times in my life. It, it was really weird. Like, I think I was more like the only part of my life that was really good is that like I met the love of my life, like everything else. The entire reason I built that business is I was in LA and I wanted to be cool at parties, like just honest, honest truth. Okay. Yeah. And like, that's the only reason. Like, I wanted to be the cool kid. And, and I made 14 million. I only kept 900,000 pretty shit profit margin. This is not an e-commerce business. This is a fucking coaching business. you like, yep. if you, if you, if you run a coaching business with less than a 25% profit margin, what are you doing? Um, unless you're really going hardcore growth, which is what I was doing. Now I could have thrown that and did all that type of stuff. But I remember being on my floor, I don't know, March of 2019 and I just crying and, 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 and being like, you know, how the fuck did I get back here again? Like I've done this in, 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 I did this in, in 2011, 2014, 2017. And I'm like, hey, how many times do I have to repeat the same lesson? And it was the addiction. It was the addiction yeah. of 
of entrepreneurship. It was the addiction of wanting um, significance and knowing the, knowing the difference, but then making the decisions, waking up in the morning and going back to the same pattern instead of asking myself, what do I really want? And, um, and so then finally, I remember, you know, in, in May of 2019, uh, my wife and I went to Necker Island. And, and I, that was probably the seventh billionaire that I like talked to, like, quote unquote, mentored by Richard Branson. And, and he was the first one that I met that I was like, oh, you know what? Like he got a lot of what I want going on. And, and if you ever end up getting a chance, if you're listening to this, you get a chance to go to Necker Island, by far the most high level consciousness place I've ever traveled to. And, and I wrote down, I finally wrote down. So I, I, I fired my team of 44 people on the way there, basically sold part of the business, let the other part go. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write down. I'm going to feel what I want. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to commit to that. And I don't care what that means for my life. And I'm on the beach here in Necker Island writing this down. It's over. I still have it. And uh, I wrote my current life right now, like literally what it is today. And it's about three years ago. And that was like, it got, but it just got to a point where I was like, I had recognized, oh, you know what? That's the addiction. Oh, that's the addiction. That's the addiction. And working on that and being able to continually say, nope, 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 no. And, and eventually the no becomes so easy because you know what you're, you're saying yes to. Um, and I, we went on a long fucking story there just then, but, but that, that, that's been my, like I've, I have dealt with that addiction so much and I watched my mother still have the addiction mm -hmm. and I see, you know, she, she just visited her and dad just visited for two, two weeks. And I'm like, Oh, every single time I, I'm around her, I'm like, yeah, it's that addiction, right? That, that willful workaholic addiction. And boy, does it, does it feel good? Yeah. Does it feel good? It feels so yummy and good. And then, you know, it also makes you feel stressed out all the fucking time instead of relaxed and, relax is what we all want to feel, but we, we make all the wrong decisions in order to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we were on similar timelines because I was so addicted that I derived all my identity based on the results and I had to lose it all to start weighing my success or my value based on my inputs and the quality of my inputs, not what they created. And, and I said this to somebody, I was coaching one of my students the other day and I was like, this is the craziest part. Most entrepreneurs use their business to derive their identity while neglecting the one relationship they're guaranteed to spend the rest of their life with, which is themselves. Yeah. And that was, yeah. that was probably like, for me, one of the hardest lessons, like when COVID happened, you know, $400,000 a month gone, lost two businesses. Uh, and yeah. I had a very similar experience to you. And I, 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 I recognized the pattern and I was like, oh, there's the addiction to chaos that I'm looking to recreate. And I was like, nothing I do yeah. is going to fix this overnight. And so we moved up to our house yeah. in Mammoth. And dude, I made the craziest rule. I said, I'm going to hike every day until I get an idea. And it took like 61 days. And it was probably yeah. like the hardest 61 days of my life because every ounce of me was like, oh, I'll go make an offer. I'll go make a product. I'll go. And I was like, no, yeah. no, because yeah. I'm going to repeat the same thing. And then here's the craziest part. I hit the top of the mountain in Mammoth and I sat there and I was like, oh, I've had that podcast microphone in my closet for seven years because I bought it to start a podcast that I never started. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go start the one thing that's guaranteed to not make me any money, but is fully yeah. aligned 
to what I want to do me. and what I want to speak about. And that was a that was a big, big part for me. And I I I have to remind myself of it daily, but it's a practice for sure. And so I love the tangents because there's so much intrinsic value in that story when you listen to the principles yeah. of it, of like making sure that we're constantly in the driver's seat and not a passenger to our beliefs or to our wounds or to our trauma yeah. or to the addictions. And so one thing yeah. that I I really love and respect about you, and, and you referenced this a few times today, is this concept of alignment, right? Yeah. And how easy it is to say yes or no. And I feel like it's this beautiful harmony of like knowing what you want because you wrote it down. Yeah. So you actually have a frame of reference to measure yeah. against versus the early days of my entrepreneurial career. And I think yours as well was, well, I'm going to do whatever it needs today, whatever. I don't have a frame of reference. I don't have a guiding principle. And so yeah. would you say that when you actually took the time to invest in your clarity and get clear on what you wanted, it helped you realize where you were spending your time to align with? And then like, how do you because you, you you talk about neutrality, yeah. which I love. It's one of the best, probably in 300 yeah. episodes, one of the most powerful fucking nuggets that's come out uh, because there's so much power to it when you heat it and don't allow it to become mental masturbation, but like really yeah. heating that, that term. Yeah. And so like, how do you now think about alignment? How do you practice it? Like, what does that look like now for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good question. I don't have any goals. Mm hmm. I eliminated goals three years ago. I may have an intention, but my intention are, are uh, come from energetic alignment. Okay. So this is what I mean, which is, uh, let's say, um, let's use a real life example in my life right now. Okay. So I have three, I have three programs that I sell to entrepreneurs. Okay. One's $10,000, one's 30,000, one's 75,000. All right. And each one has a specific thing where I'm putting an input into it. Right. And I only sell, uh, of the, of the 10 K one, 250 people can come in that a year of the, uh, 30 uh, K one, 150 and of the accelerator, 40 people. Okay. That is it. I don't care if you literally are standing outside my door with $75,000 us cash and like, or like, Hey, I'll give it to you. You don't even have to pay the taxes on it which would be wonderful, not going to do it. Okay. Now, how did I get there? How did I decide that? Well, I worked back from how much time do I want to spend on the mentorship side of my business? How did I do that? All right. So I said, all right, how much time do I need to, be, how much time am I okay spending in that business? And essentially it was about eight hours a week. All right. I was okay spending eight hours a week, 52 weeks a year. I don't need vacations. If my life's aligned, I don't need vacations. Vacations go around what I already do. I don't need to like, if, if, if you need a vacation, you generally, there's something off and misaligned in your life. That doesn't mean that I don't like taking trips. I love taking trips, but you don't need a vacation from your life. You don't need to vacate your life. All right. So from the time that I said, okay, where's that money going? The worst thing you can do is have money goals or intentions around money. And you don't know where the fuck the money's going. If you don't know where the money's going, the money's not going to come to you very easily. But you know where that money's going, and that money is going to come so darn easy. It's going to be the easiest money you ever, 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 ever got. But here's another thing. If you've got the money and then you don't spend it on what you said you were going to spend it on, the universe is like, see you later. Sorry about that. We don't need, we, we'll, we're going to give it to somebody else that can expand the universe. We don't trust you. Universe, once it trusts you with energy, which is money, uh, you can have as much of it as you want. Okay, so. 
So then I got back to it and I said, okay, what energetically, what do I uh, feel is possible? And so I go, I pour myself a bath. I get myself in the bath, my accelerator program. Okay. People get direct access to me, telegram access, the same as being able to text me one-on-one. So that's the main component of it, right? Yes. There's a little group call once a month. Yes. They get three phone calls with me a year, one-on-one, but I, I, I go into the tub and I, I'm, I pick three numbers, right? So I pick 30, 40, 60. All right. So this would be normal people's goals. Good, best, great. Okay. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want intentionality. What can I energetically do that's aligned with all the things that I know of my life? So I go through and I start feeling in my body. What does 30 feel like? All right. And I find that feeling. I find the feeling and I'm like, "Mm, it's not, I don't know. It doesn't really feel that good. And then I go to, and I say, well, let me go to 60. And that feels, I feel anxious and excited and I feel chaos and I feel you know, all the nut stuff. And I'm like, well, whoa, 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 let's not, let's not go there. And so then I find that middle ground and I'm like, okay, cool, sweet. 40 people. All right. Now, where is that money going? All right. That money, I'm taking 100% of that money and I'm taking it out and I'm investing it into things that make it so that I make money every single month for the rest of my life. Doesn't matter what it is. Right. It's my, it's my, what I call my intimacy, my intimacy money. Right. I, I'm intimately helping somebody. I'm taking that money and then I'm doing something for me, right? doesn't matter what. I bought my McLaren with that money in the past. I bought my $3 million home with that in the past. I'm, I said before, we got a home in Indiana. I've got about $3.2 million in renovations. Probably going to spend some of that money over there, okay? Because I want a fucking infinity pool. And all of that is to said, all right, I get out of the top 40 it is. That's done. It's no, it's not a, it's not a goal. It's like, I know I have energetic capacity for 40. My intention is I can hold the space for 40 people. And so now that I found alignment on that one piece, well, now I got to go and find the alignment every single other place in my life in a similar, in a similar way. And so the easiest way to do that a lot of the time is that once you're feeling something, excitement around something, just hold on to it for a couple of weeks, hold on for it a while to have neutrality. I held on to it for about three months before I was like, all right. And then finally, I was like, okay, cool, sweet. Now I know also where the money is going. Because I'm not going to just do shit just to put money into the bank account. I can make money anytime, right? I can, I can go out on, you know, both of us, we can go out on our Facebook page and, and pay, make a bunch of money before four o'clock today. Uh, money's not the problem. Knowing where you're pro- putting the energy and how and what that requires of you and if that's aligned. And so alignment is this silent whisper that you have to listen to with such acute hearing. Uh, and, and that's why it's so easy to get away from it. It's so easy to, for it to vanish. And I, I remember watching this video from Robert Downey, Downey Jr., you know, Iron Man, and I really like him. And he said, it's, it's, it's like this uh, invisible string in life. And so the, the further you get away, the more your life kind of goes out of control. The more you're in it, the more it's like this beautiful rom-com movie script. And that's what I've noticed is very much of the fact that uh, alignment is like that. So it takes a lot of work to be in alignment. It's very easy to get out of alignment very quickly, but it's also just as easy to get back if you're willing to make the decisions to be able to get back. I love it, man. I thought everybody listening, I don't say this often, stop and rewind three and a half minutes and as my dear friend Garen Jones says, don't listen until you hear it. Listen until you know it. Like tattoo that shit 
on your soul. Because if you want the quote unquote secret, and I won't knock any marketers because Scott and I choose to take a different path, the quote unquote secret, that's one of the big ones. And I, what I love about that is that uh, earlier when you referenced like having the ability to say no, it gets really, really yeah. easy. And then having the discipline to remain in alignment, but to say yes to ourselves and no to the distractions I love. And the cooling off period, uh, I get that. I have that uh, deep rooted creative thing where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to forget or it's not going to be there. And I had to learn that lesson. So I do the same thing. But what I do to buy my mental space back is when I get that, I call it the bubble bath feeling. I'm sure we can, um, you can trademark yep. that one, the bubble bath feeling, right? Bath. And then- um, Bubble bath feeling. I don't want to lose it, but I, I want to have an integrous relationship with presence and what I'm doing. So I open my calendar and I put, go 30 days in the future and mm -hmm. I put it in my calendar. And I was like, had a bubble bath, felt like this. And then the craziest part is like, I'll forget about it. And I'll just go right. and go and go and it pops up. And I'm like, that feels easy. That excites right. me. And I'm like, right. yeah. And yeah. I, I love that. There's yeah. so much value in what you just shared, man. It's, it's, it's such a what, powerful what, concept. What, yeah, I like it for like, you know, when I do advisory or, or uh, investing deals, you know, these deals generally take anywhere from a month to four months to get kind of done on paper. And and that's what I actually love about it. Because, you know, you bring anything to me, I get excited about it. Like, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is. I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking cool. And, um, and, and so, you know, you get, you know, you get two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and then negotiating, you know, contract, you really quickly, you're like, I don't want to fucking do this. Or you're like, yeah, this is so easy. Like, like, let's just get this kind of deal done. And, and it's, it's great. And so, um, but when you don't have that sort of time in between, like when you're doing deals or like it, it's even, it also comes with when you say yes or no to having clients, like the specific type of client, like I have so many people come to me and I'm like, I ain't no, sorry. I like come back in a year, uh, just a wrong person for me to mentor. And, and I'm really good at mentoring people if they're the right person. I'm really bad at mentoring somebody if they're the wrong one. And, and I think that, you know, it, it, it like comes to every decision, like every decision in your life. Like it's, it's not just a business thing. Like this is, this is every single, like every decision in your life. When, when the renovation costs came back for our Indiana home. So keep in mind, we bought the home for like 1.2 million. It's on like four and a half acres of land. It's, it's on the back of about 160 of protected land. And so, you know, I don't know what renovations cost. You know, I got a vision. I'm, me and my wife got a vision. So, you know, I was like, hey, it'd probably be like a million in renovations. Well, it comes back, it's gonna be about 3.2 million, right? And I wrote a post about this a couple of days ago. And, uh, and so I love playing both sides, right? What's in a line, what's not a line? What's abundant, what's scarcity? So, instantaneous i'm like gee whiz three million bucks you know so then your mind goes well i could do phases you know i could pull it back a little bit i don't need the infinity pool maybe we don't do the theater maybe we you know we're doing like a like a zen japanese style inside so very expensive because of the wood particularly and and then i'm i'm, I'm like but what's aligned and then i was like oh yeah, no, we're doing that. That's a, that's a line. And so, you know, I go and before I make this decision, of course, it's my myself, my wife, I go into the shower and I just ask the universe, where am I supposed to be right now? What am I, where, where, what environment I'm supposed to be in? Because I know if my environment, if I can, if I can control my environment, that doesn't mean control and a bad control, but if I can control my environment, I can show up and be my brilliant self. If I can't control my environment, 
I can't. This is why I fly private. This is why I do the things I spend the money I do for my environment. Because when I'm in an environment that I feel comfortable in, I can just like make magic. If I'm not, and not so much. We being waking up in a home where I'm like, oh, you know what? We didn't do the bathroom the way we want it because we tried to save money. That scarcity will go into every single thing I ever do. Just like every every uh, every single ad you write, every single email you write, every single thing you create, everything that you felt in that moment is embedded into the literal words that is there. Preach it. Yeah. So you go and hire a copywriter and you're underpaying them. You're like, oh, well, I can get them for this. And they can't pay their bills. I remember uh, when I hire a copywriter, I asked them, how much money do you need to live? And they're like 6,000. Okay, cool, sweet. How much money do you need to like not have to worry about anything? Like, Nine. Okay, cool, sweet. Um, so I'm going to pay you 12. If you're going to, if you're going to, and, but you're going to promise me you're not going to go and blow it on dumb shit and make it so that you, you, you now have to make 14 because that's the normal human behavior. And the, the truth is if, if you, everything that you put out there into the world has embedded how you feel in that moment, which is also why it's so important to be neutral and to be relaxed when you're putting things out there into the world, because that also attracts people that want to be relaxed and relaxation is the number one thing everyone's trying to buy. Why do you want to be a millionaire? So you can be relaxed. Why do you want to be healthy? So you don't die. So you can be relaxed. Why do you want a great relationship? So you're not fighting with another person. Why do you want anything? It is the number one thing to just be able to relax. Everything is you are just selling relaxation. And uh, I got to, I got to close this loop because earlier, you know, the marketer and they can't leave open loops, but uh, I'm going to land this plane earlier when you were talking about when we were talking about the addiction of entrepreneurship and that charge. You know, one of the yep. things that I tell people, I'm like, if you're writing a charge, whether you realize it or not, it's manipulation and it's felt. It's yep. whether you do it intentionally or not, there's subconscious manipulation because we're looking to gain something from that post or create Correct. an action or an intention. And it's the antithesis of permission based marketing, which is the world that I choose to live in and you as well. Yep. And so there's, there's like heed this. So everybody, I'm going to, I'm going to rescind my previous assignment and I'm going to say, just listen to the whole fucking podcast. Like three times. <laughs> um, this will be one of the rarefied earth podcasts that I go re-listen to. I'll fast forward through my own voice, but like, I will, I will gladly heed this. Uh, and, and I love it, man. Like it's, it, it took yeah, me losing it's, everything it's to get to the point to like, understand what you're truly saying and, and live in that. And I'd say now the only time that things ever feel hard is only when I've lost sight of alignment and yeah. it might feel hard and overwhelming. The whole world is burning, but that's why I have my practices like get into my breath, get into my body. Like here, here's my favorite hack. And I know you, you, you do this breath work wasn't doing it for me anymore. So now I wear a stethoscope yep. and listen to my own listen. heart when I do breath work. And it is that. like the greatest thing that I've like ever that. done, like seven seconds. And I'm like, back like totally totally that's amazing. Back. That, that's amazing that's that's really cool that's, that's a that's a cool that is a cool hack um yeah it's a it's yeah. a pretty good one yeah i think i think the the i think losing it all you got to do that at least once in your life i think i think if you don't lose it all at least once in your life you're missing out yeah <laughs> and um i think you're missing out a lot yeah and 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 i've lost it all twice 
And, and most millionaires, you look statistics, I think it's like 80% plus of millionaires lose it all twice. And, you know, I'm a decamillionaire at this point, which, uh, which is cool to say, which is way more cooler to say than it actually is in reality. Cause like nothing really changed. Uh, whether you make, have 1 million or 2 million or 4 million or 10 million, literally your life really honestly doesn't change that much. Um, but, but I wouldn't have been able to do it with the confidence I have. Cause once you lose it, you know how to not lose it. And once you lose it, you gain a level of confidence that I don't think is possible. A level of resourcefulness, a level of surrender to the universe that is almost impossible, in my opinion, to gain if you haven't lost it all. And so losing it all is just this beautiful, wonderful, crazy experience that uh, that also makes it so you got something to talk about on a podcast because if it was all roses, what the hell would you talk about? Yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, my my dear friend Garen Jones. I don't know if you, Garen, but you guys would get along great. He he um, he was locked up in federal prison in mm. France for drug trafficking, and um, basically no way to get out. And so he reread the Power of Positive Thinking like 380 times until wow. he basically was the book. And right. in a court system that doesn't have mistrials or retrials, out of nowhere, he was released and wow. free to go. And one of the yeah. things that he said, and one of the most powerful things, and this is something I do, and I feel like you'll appreciate this, is that now when I think about it, when when the things get hard or you get hit with a lawsuit that costs you 75 grand a week for 18 yep. months or things like that, I just say thank you. And I right. sit with that until the charge yeah. is gone. And I'm like, thank you. Like, there's a reason yeah. this is showing up. Like, this is a muscle that I can only flex yeah. because I have the experience, the know-how, and it was yeah. come to me to be flexed. And yeah, you can't skip leg day. You can't, you skip, can't leg skip leg day, bro. You can skip leg day. That's I, the I thing. feel like a good title for this show is like, leg day is the secret to successful entrepreneurship or business. Yep. So yep. I want to land this playing. So I want to be respectful of your yep. time. But, you know, in the world of Scott, which highly respect everything that you do, You've yep. shifted a ton. Like, what are what are some of the things that you, like you're most excited about right now? Yeah, absolutely. I I'm very excited about um, the next ten years in the education niche. I think this online uh, world that I'm in is, is going to really grow up over the next ten years. I think it's going to be like a normal. You know, three years ago, I told people what I do. No one know knew. Um, after COVID, that really changed it. We we got probably five to seven years of evolution during COVID. Uh, in this online niche, which is beautiful. Um, so I'm very invested in education uh, companies. Over the next uh, few years, I want to have uh, at least 100 certification companies that I'm, you know, part owner uh, inside of my ecosystem. Uh, because I think certification companies, if you fast forward 10 to 15 years from now, are, is going to replace a lot of universities. I think people are going to like self-select what they want to do in the world, and they're going to go to mentors, and they're going to go to people that are like actual experts not just like books, book smart experts and like learn from them. I think we're going to live in a world where like accreditations and um, apprenticeships and uh, certifications make it so that you understand how to do something. So really at the end of the day, I'm very, I'm all in on, on, on education. Um, and, and that's what I'm most excited. All the investments I'm making is either in that world or supporting that world. Meaning, you know, um, I'm, I have the software platform for the person once they've actually graduated the certification so that they can actually help somebody or, you know, whatever it might be. They're the website builder so that people can have their own one page website or whatever it is at the end of the day. 
Um, and, and that's what I'm most excited about. And because I believe that that's why we have a lot of work to do on leveling of consciousness on the planet. And that is the single biggest thing that's going to have the largest amount of impact more than anything else. Um, over the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, so man. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm most, that's what I'm most pumped about. That's much more of my direction of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, and uh, so I just love, I love building, I love building businesses because I see the impact that they have. I see the ripple effect and, you know, eh, what else could I do that, that, that has that amount of return for the planet? Nothing. Yeah, I man. even went on a six month sabbatical trying to figure that out in 2020. And I, the, here, here I am, I came right back to what, you know, I, I went at the end of 2020, early 2021, I took six months off. I was like, I'm not going to make any money for six months for some of my life. And, um, and that was also impossible. Money just kept on coming in. Um, but, uh, th 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 I posed the question to the universe. What do you want me to do universe? I'll do whatever you want. And here I am. It, 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 it divinely guided me like it always does. I love it, man. So I, I've only asked this question like three times, but I am so fucking excited to hear your answer to this question. And don't worry, it's, 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 it's an out of left field one, but somebody asked this to me and yeah. it was my favorite question that I've ever been asked. And I reserve it for very special people that are deep thinkers Appreciate and care it. about people. So yep. if you could combine two animals to be your spirit animal, what would they be yeah. and why? Good question. Um, well, I very much feel like I'm a wolf, uh, to start with. And, um, so that, I think that that, I mean, I, I kind of have that sort of a little bit of a pack mentality. Like if you're with me, you're with me. Um, I kind of got your back. Um, I've always been like that. So I've always resonated with a wolf on, on that aspect. Um, you know, and I, I've been, if you, if you take the beard away from me, I kind of look a little bit like a turtle. <laughs> so, which like, and I've always liked turtles and I, I haven't owned that as like a spirit animal because it's like not a sexy animal, but like, you know, I do like, I do like the turtle life, which is like slow and steady wins the race. So I think, yeah, wolf mixed with a turtle would look kind of funny. It would be yep. like a, you know, the, um, the ninja turtles, but like with a wolf head or something. Yep. But yeah, yeah, I think I think a wolf with a turtle is probably the direction I'd be going. I love it. So I just have I have to just throw one curveball into your renovation plans that in your Japanese Zen yeah. koi pond you put a turtle yeah. in the pond. Turtle, oh yeah, in the house. I had a turtle when I was a kid. I had a turtle when I was a kid, but he ran away on me. Nah, he ran away. He ran to, away. So, to think about you know. a turtle and a wolf together, I'll tell you what my answer was. I said yeah. a bald eagle and an orca whale. But yeah, you know what? I actually, I, I feel those for you. I feel yeah. those for you. I like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and it's really interesting. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good, that's a really, really, really good question. It is. also it, makes me, I, I have the, I have the opportunity to invest in that spirit hoods company. Maybe this is a sign from the universe that I need to put a little money into that one. Maybe if I, if, if I, if I help bump that in any direction it, and it, here's the guy who's like sat with mother Aya quite a few times yep. and my spirit animal is yep. a jaguar. Yep. And I get yeah. to ask this question post- many of those Post, experiences yeah. and the only thing that popped into my brain like into my soul was bald eagle and orc whale and i meditated on that for weeks after like i couldn't stop thinking I about it that. and it was it that's was fun so it's a fun question that's so good yeah no it's a it is a fun question i love it
Awesome. Listen, so the, man, I know, I know, I know you've got to go. We're on, we're on time. I know we could talk for another three hours, but oh yeah, we're. we're I, I'm going to do this now, so you can't say no. But whenever you open up your schedule again in a couple months, we're doing round two, so that everybody listen because yeah, I, I probably have a hundred more I questions can, for you. But uh, we'll do the traditional wrap up. Uh, where is the best place for people to connect with you? I mean, I highly recommend everybody at least follows your Facebook profile because I extract a massive value and I love reading your posts. But where can everybody find you? Best place to connect with you? Yeah, I, I'd go to scuttledfor.com and then, you know, uh, my email list is probably my favorite place to get the value from me. I'm not just like spammy, scammy, sending stuff to you. That, that's, I actually like, I really put a lot of love and care into that. Um, and, and that, you know, it depends on what kind of person you are. I got a TikTok and, you know, I got the reels and all the fun shit. Depends on how you consume content. But either way, you go to scottolford.com and I'm going to follow you around the internet for until you, 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 Mal, just keep on following you around the internet. Yes, That's he will. The king, knows. So, the king, so the king of omnipresence. So I will, <laughs> I will make sure I, I, uh, I consume the TikTok so we can compare our, uh, our dancing skills or, uh, our just dance the trends skills. we're following. Yeah. Well, man, listen, it. uh, this has been a long time coming. This was an absolute honor and a gift for me. And so for myself and everybody listening, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your time with us and, and sharing this, like this was an absolute gem. So thank you. I love it. Thank you so much for having me and I uh, appreciate every single one of you that are listening to this and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll see each other soon. We will. And so for everybody listening, this was another episode of the Mind of George Show. So remember that relationships will always be the algorithm. So I'll either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, it's time to listen to the outro. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and, quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.